0: I'm getting a little bit of feedback, please uh, help me with that. I'm in the book of Jude, chapter number one. For those who do know your Bibles, you know there's only one chapter in the book of Jude. We're gonna begin reading verses one through four. The book of Jude, G, am sorry, J-U-D-E, Jude chapter one. We'll start reading at verse number one, down through verse four. Jude, a bondservant, <coughs> of Jesus Christ and brother of James, to those who are called sanctified by God the Father and preserved in Jesus Christ. Mercy, peace, love be multiplied to you. Beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning our common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you exhorting you to contend earnestly for the faith which was once and for all delivered to the saints. For certain men have crept in unnoticed who long ago were marked out for this condemnation, ungodly men who turn the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the only Lord God and our lord jesus christ let's pray father we thank you this morning for your word father we thank you father for the power of your word and we pray this morning god that as i preach that god that you would give me good continuity of thought that you would help us lord to hear what the spirit is saying to the church god i position myself lord god My mind and my body to be used of you as you would see fit. Use me now, Lord, we pray. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated in the Lord's presence. If you want to title the sermon this morning, it is entitled Our Precious Faith. Say that with me. Our Precious Faith. Let's say it nice and loud. Our Precious Faith. As we had indicated, A moment ago, we are going to be, for the whole month of November, we are going to be studying a few of the different religions to see how they stack up against Christianity. The whole purpose of this is not to be disrespectful to any other religion or to look down on someone else who do not believe like we do, but the purpose is of this study is to equip you, amen? You see, Foundation Church, at its core, it is an equipping church. We exist to equip you so that you can know how to defend your faith. You and I would be very surprised to know how many believers are not really sure or don't even really know that there is a distinct difference between Mormonism, for an example, Jehovah Witness, uh, New Age, uh, Islam. A lot of people don't really understand that there is a very, very distinct difference. And so understanding that our faith is precious, and understanding that Jesus has given us clarity on who he was and why he came It is imperative that you and I understand who he is so that we can articulate to people who Jesus is or, for for better words, what salvation really is. Now, so we talked about this. If we want to be those who are effective presenters of truth, how many know that we must know the truth? You can't present something that you don't really know. Do you hear me? It's very difficult for you and I to say, or somebody come and ask us, and they come from a different uh, religion or a different mindset. It's very hard for you to be able to explain that, and you don't really know who this Jesus is that you have given your life to. And I want to say that there is kind of a pervasive uh, uh, an attitude that has kind of uh, uh, enslaved the mindset of the church. And let me say this very carefully because I want you to understand the spirit by which I'm saying this. That there's almost a kind of comfort in being somewhat ignorant of the scriptures. What do I mean by that when I say that? There are too many people that believe that it's the pastor's job to know the word of God. My job is to come to church and to just try to be a good Christian. And he's the one to do all the study stuff. That's not my job. The problem with that way of thinking is that it's not biblical. The Bible says that God has given pastors, teachers to equip you so that you can do the work of ministry, so that you can step out of your comfort zone, set somebody down, open up the word of God, and say, listen, let me share with you what this book says. Now, if there's any doubt in your mind, Foundation Church, we believe that this is the word of God cover to cover Amen. It is the infallible word of God that we believe it. We don't believe that it is uh, a man written. It was God inspired. Man written, but God inspired. We believe that these within this book contains the pages of everlasting life. All that we need to know about our faith is right here in this book. And so in Hosea chapter number four it says this My people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. I said earlier that our church is not a feel-good church. We're not, in, we're not emotionally driven. We're not activity driven. We are Holy Spirit driven in the place where we want to equip you. A byproduct of that is that you will feel good. If you love truth, you will love Foundation Church. Can Foundation Church say amen? amen. But if you don't want to hear truth, you might somewhat struggle. If you're just looking for another quick fix, this just not might be the place for you. But we're people that understand what God has called us to, and your faith is precious. Your faith is precious. The Bible also says in 1 Timothy 4.1, just write these verses down. We're not going to dig into them too much. But the Bible says now the Spirit expressly says that in the latter times, everybody say latter times. Latter. The latter times simply means the end days. How many know that we're in the end of days? Jesus can come any moment. The question is, are you ready for him? He can come. We're living in the end times when Jesus will reveal himself. Says now the Spirit speaks, expressly says that in a lot of times, some will depart from the faith, giving heed, watch this, to deceiving spirits. How many know that there are many deceiving spirits that are out there? and doctrines of demons, all right? Understand that this is powerful stuff. The, the, the Bible says in the last times, in the last time, there are gonna be uh, 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 all kinds of deceiving spirit, and what are they trying to do? They're trying to pull you away from the true faith. The goal is to deceive you, to make you think that we're all the melting pot. You got your way, I got my way, we're all gonna end up there together. That's a lie, because the Bible doesn't teach that. And if I stood here and I suggested that, I wouldn't be walking in love. Nevertheless, truth. Love speaks the truth. Jesus said it this way. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can get to the Father except through me. Right? There is no other way. You can't be good enough. You can't be cute enough. Your money can't get you into heaven. Your fame, your pride, none of that can get you in. It is Christ and Christ alone. Amen. Do you hear me? Amen. It's no other way to get to heaven. And so these deceiving spirits, what do they do? They come to deceive the body of Christ to manipulate and trick people. You see, Satan is the liar. The Bible says that Satan is the father of lies. How many know that's deep? That I means all lying originated from Satan. How many know that? He is the master deceiver. And what does he do? He takes the word of God that you and I read. If you don't really know this, he manipulates it. You know, when he was trying to tempt Jesus, tempt Jesus in Matthew chapter four, when he tempted, you know, what he tempted Jesus with the scriptures, he said he's what Satan said to Jesus was true, but the spirit behind what he was doing was manipulative and it was wrong. And let me tell you something, Satan is banking on the fact that you do not care about reading this book. And it's amazing because how many of you ever went to college? Went to college, to school, got further education. And you know, there were times when I would go to my teacher, and I was in college, and I didn't quite understand something. Um, My mindset was, and I understood that in order for me to pass this class, I got to get some understanding. But you know, I didn't just close the book and say, well, you know, um, I don't understand this. I'm done with it. You know what I did? At the end of the class, I grabbed hold of the teacher. I said, you ain't going to go nowhere till you sit down and explain this to me. I need to know this. I stayed back late. I got some tutors. I did whatever I needed to do. Why? Because if I'm going to pass this class, I need to study. I need to get understanding. See, the people of God get a little bit too cavalier. I don't understand the Bible, but let me let me help you with this. How many know that God wants you to understand the Bible? How many know that he's given you the Holy Spirit? God will not write this book so that you can walk away and say, I don't understand. The devil is a liar. How many know that you must pursue this? Just like you study anything else, you've got to pursue Christ. Hear me. Hear me. Because when, and, I, and I've heard people say, well, I don't, really, I don't really need to know the Bible all that much. I just need to be filled with the Spirit. Let me, let me, let me help you with this. Let me take my glasses off. I'm going to put on my pastoral mantle here for a moment. Okay. You can't be filled with the Spirit if you're not rooted in the Word. Amen. How can you be filled with something that you don't even understand or know? Let, let, me, let me take it a step further. When people come to me and they say, like, oh, oh, the Holy Spirit said, let me, let, me, let me say this to you and so let this be your God. See, the word of God is the framework by which the spirit of God works. Amen. If somebody comes to you for an example and they say something to you that don't line up with the word, then you need to look them square in the face and say, I don't receive that because that's not what the word teaches. God will never contradict himself. Amen. Do you hear me? Amen. He will never contradict. Ever contradict himself. And so when people, if people come to you and they come to you with an idea, and they say, Well, the Holy Spirit, well, God told me this. Well, the first thing you got to be asking yourself is how does that line up with scripture? Because the scripture is the framework by which the Holy Spirit speaks to you. So watch this. So it's going to be very hard for you to be guided by the Spirit. And to know when God is speaking to you if you have no real point of reference. So then you understand how important it is to know this book. Because in it, if we're going to be led by the spirit of God and not by those deceiving spirits. How many know that there are many deceiving spirits that are out there? And they are in the wings. They are waiting for you. Satan knows that the people of God, he loves it. He loves for us to get all emotional. He loves that. He would love for you to just come to church and just clap your hands, stomp your feet, shout, speak in tongues, and go home ignorant. Oh, Satan Satan does. Oh, he loves that because he knows that that Jesus says you'll know the what? Truth. And the truth will make you what? Free. It's the truth. It's the book. Jesus says that you search the scriptures. And, lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. So if you wanna be prophetic, if you wanna be anointed, you need to study. Because if you don't like the word, if you don't study, you have no point of reference really to talk to, you're gonna miss God a lot of times. I say that with deep love, because it's all about his word. His word becomes our God, it's what we stand on. Now, let's take this thing a little bit further. Are y'all still with me? Y'all are awfully quiet today. I feel like I'm alone. First Peter, turn to second Peter, chapter one. one, second Peter, chapter number one. That was my very short introduction. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you yeah, know, Foundation Church, we like to teach, you know, I, I, I'm a teacher. I love to teach the word of God. How many of you want to learn? Amen. Do you want to be entertained do you want to learn? Do you want some substance when you walk out of here? Do you want to know what this means? How to apply this thing, make it work in your life? Simon Peter, this is 2 Peter 1.1, Simon Peter, a bondservant and apostle of Jesus Christ, to those who have obtained like precious, look at this, like precious, everybody say precious, like precious faith with us by the righteousness of God, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Now let let me help us with this a little bit. You must understand that Satan goes after the precious. Satan, let me take you back a little bit. There was war in heaven before you and I ever arrived here. And it's always been to discredit God. Jesus said it this way. Jesus says that I saw Satan and his minions, that's me, I call them minions, or his angels. He said, I saw them fall from heaven. In other words, there was war in heaven. Satan rebelled against God. Way before you and I got here, this was a war against our faith, a war against Christ, a war against God himself, and you and I just happened to be in the middle of all of this. Now, so with Satan, now his job is to try to derail your faith, to get you to stop Trusting in Jesus. He wants you to trust in yourself. He wants you to trust in your own ability. He doesn't want you, so he, so he goes after what's really precious. You know what's really precious? It is your faith. Jesus, let me tell you something. There is nothing more precious to you than you and I could ever have than Jesus. Nothing, nothing. Nothing. The biggest lie that Satan tells us is that you need Jesus and this to be happy. No, you don't. You need Jesus and no, you just need Jesus. You just need it. there is nothing that this faith is precious. That's why Satan tempts us with stuff. Are you hearing me? How many know men if that Miss Cutie Pie come walking up to you and you're married, men, how many know that it ain't about the sex? Satan is going after something deeper. He he it's not it's not let me tell you something, it is for your life. He wants to go after the character that is in you, the Christ that is in you. He hates you because you have made a decision, if you have, that you're going to make Christ your Lord. So he's coming after you. What does he do? He tempts you with stuff. He tempts you with things. He tempts you with all kinds of stuff because he don't want you to get the revelation of what you really got. Because if you ever understood what you got, your life will change. You know, the Bible says, the Bible says that when we get to heaven, the Bible says, Jesus, in the book of Revelation, the Bible says that God will wipe away every tear when we get to heaven. Isn't that great? Amen. God's going to wipe away every tear. But, you know, I, I thought about that. Why is there crying in heaven? Why, what are we crying for? You ever thought about that? Wipe away every tear for what? This is just me. This is just me. I'll say that. But I believe the part of those tears are going to be that many of us, when we realize When we see the glory, when we see the beauty, when we see what God has prepared for us, we're going to fall on our knees and cry and say, why did I waste so much time doing nothing? Why was I chasing after the wind? Why did I spend all of my time worried about food and stuff? Look at this. Satan don't want you to see that Jesus is precious, valuable, and when we see him, it's going to raise. There'll be no more doubting. I believe that we're going to cry. There'll be cry for joy, but there's going to be a little bit remorse in there because you're going to realize, man, what I've spent all my time worried about, fighting about, fussing about, it didn't mean nothing. Look at this. Look at Jesus. G- Look at Jesus about our faith. 1 Corinthians 2, 9. You don't have to write it down. The Bible says, listen to this. But as it is written, I has not seen, nor nor ear heard, nor have it entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for those who love him. The Bible says that what God has in store for you, you can't even imagine it yet. You can he said, now, now he says that he, he goes on in that verse, he says but God has revealed it to some by his spirit. In other words, there are some folks that get, get a glimpse of it, and they understand, and they run with God. And boy, they run with God. How many of you know what I'm talking about? You who are serious about God, you got a glimpse, and boy, you you run for you run. But the Bible says that what God has in store for you and me, there is nothing. In fact, Paul goes on to say in the book of I believe Romans, he says he called the affliction that we're going through momentary light afflictions. Now. Uh, You gotta read about the Apostle Paul, because when I read what some of the stuff the Apostle Paul was going through, I don't consider none of that light from a human standpoint. But Paul says, these trials I'm going through, when it compares to glory, when it compares to what God has prepared for me, this ain't nothing, I can do this. That's why Paul says that I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength, because nothing compares to the beauty, the glory, the honor, the majesty, of Christ, there is nothing more valuable. What are you spending most of your time doing? Second Corinthians four seven says this, but we have this treasure. Everybody say treasure. In earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Second Corinthians twelve four. Now he, Second uh, Corinthians twelve four. Just write them down. I don't have time to dig into them this morning. How he was caught up. This is Paul talking about himself. Paul said that he was caught up into paradise and heard inexpressible words, which it is not lawful for a man to utter. Uh, In other words, if you study that chapter, Paul had a visit to the third heaven. Paul says, when I saw what I saw, he said, "I, I, I don't even have words. I can't even tell you. There is nothing. I can't even speak in tongues and say this. There, he said, they're inexpressible. Paul said, what I saw, I can't even talk about. He said, I went to the third heaven and I saw stuff that is not even lawful. I can't, even if I tried, I couldn't get it out. What I saw was beyond anything that I could ever imagine. This is your faith. Are y'all hearing this? This faith is glorious. It is beautiful. It is precious. That's why Satan attacks you. Yes. That's why he railroads you. That's why he dangles carrots in front of you. Because he do not want you to get a glimpse of the glory. Yes. Mm, mm, mm. Because if you get a glimpse of the glory, you're going to be so angry at him. You get to heaven, some of you are going to wonder, where is he? Where is he? <laughs> Give me a warning right now. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Open your eyes. Mm, mm, mm. Matthew 7, 6. I'm going to just say this. Say this verse. It said, do not give what is holy to dogs, <laughs> nor cast your pearls before swines. Can I, can I say this? <laughs> God, help me, Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. See, the Holy Spirit, how many know the kingdom of heaven ain't desperate? God is desperately in love with you. God wants, the Bible says he's not willing that any should perish, but that all come into a knowledge of the truth. But he says here, don't cast your pearl before a swine. Yeah. You see, when people don't want to receive the goodness of God, when you're trying to preach to them, listen, pray for them. If you want to even say a little tear, say a tear for them, but you need to pipe up and keep preaching. Amen. Amen. Because what you got, let me tell you something, you, you hit it right on the nail. You ain't going to get nothing better than this. As they used to say back in the 80s, salt and pepper. Y'all you know, get up on what? Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. All right. I'm sorry. Somebody had a flashback for a moment. But you know what I'm talking about. It's nothing more precious. So the enemy... Don't cast your pearl before, fly, before swines, lest they trample them under their feet, and they turn and they tear you into pieces. You know, I gotten to a point now that there are too many people out there that need to hear Christ. Amen. And I don't waste my time with people. Can, can I say this in a very loving way? I'm going to be as loving as I can. I don't waste my time with people who got no time for my Jesus. Amen. If you don't want to hear it, go home by yourself. I'm gonna pray for you, but look, there's some folk. How I many know that there's some people out there God has ordained that's supposed to be in this? And I, I don't know about you, but I, I, cry, I'm telling you what, it blows me away that out of all the billions of people that ever walked the planet, God chose me. I don't know about you, but that just makes me a little crazy. <laughs> that God, you chose me. This, you chose me. Why did you choose me? Why did you love me? I don't know. All I know is he just decided to bless me, and I'm gonna tell everybody I know he blessed me. And you need to come and get yours. Amen. So, look at this. So let's go back to Jude. Run to Jude, run to Jude, because that's our foundational text this morning. Are y'all being helped this morning? Is anybody being helped? Okay. So Jude, I like Jude. Jude said that, listen, I decided that I wanted to write you to encourage you in your faith. He just wanted, he said, I, the, here's the content. Kind of, I'm paraphrasing. This is Jude chapter one. And that's a, an excellent chapter, by the way. Jude said, all I want to do, I, I just want to encourage you a little bit and talk about your common salvation. Just about things about the kingdom. But I got interrupted. I now realize that there are some false teachers. There are some crooked people. There are some manipulative people that have crept into the life of the church. He says, so let's look at this verse. Let's look at verse number three in Jude chapter one. He says, beloved, while I was very diligent to write to you concerning the common salvation, I found it necessary to write to you, exhorting you to contend. Everybody say contend. Contend. Contend earnestly for the faith which was once for all delivered to the saints. He says, I, I, I needed to stop. I need you got to you got to fight. You got to fight for this because watch this. He said, For certain men have crept in. I, I mean you no, know, the devil loves to go to church. <laughs> I know some of y'all that I, I didn't think I was going to Oh, yeah, he comes to church just about every Sunday. He does. He loves to hang out in church. He loves to stare up some stuff, don't he? Yeah. How many knows Satan? He's a deceiver. He's a snake. And he used people. People. You know, when Jesus looked at Peter, he says, he looked right through Peter and said, Peter, Peter said to him, Lord, you ain't going to die for me. He says, he looked at Peter. He, said, he basically says, Peter, Satan, I rebuke you. You did not savor the things of God. Jesus looked right through Peter and spoke directly to Satan that was speaking through Peter, the man of God. I know that Satan will use people who are vulnerable. Amen. Yes. Satan will use people who are not, watch this, clothed in his word. Let me tell you what will keep you from the grip of Satan. Exercise the word. You know what exercise means? Put it to practice. Don't delight in saying, well, I ain't there yet. The devil loves to hear you saying, "Ain't there yet. You're, if you know what to do and you don't do it, that's rebellion. You already know what to do. This is what protects you from the enemy. Every time we step outside of this, wham, you're going to get hit. The word is to settle every dispute, right? If there's an issue, if there's a problem, what does the word say? But I don't even know the church folk get along much better if we just go back to the Word—not yeah. our opinions, not our emotions, but what—the word. The word. Now watch this. He says certain men have crept in. How many of you know Satan comes in sneaky? Oh yeah, some of the some of Satan's uh, some of Satan folks got, got got on the the, 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 you know, the cloth too. They're behind some pulpits. Oh yes, they are. Or they're being manipulated and used by Satan. And the people don't even know it because they're not educated in this. So they take forward. Let me, me, can I I say this? You don't do sit in this church and sit here and let me preach and don't hold me accountable to the word. Shame on you. My authority goes no further than this book. If you sit here and you let me go off the chain and you know that what I'm saying is not true, you crazy, we all crazy. We all going into the ditch. Everybody is accountable to the word. Everybody is accountable to this. Everybody. So he says, what were these men men doing? They were teaching that it was okay to be covetous, to be sexually immoral, to be greedy, they came in, and they were prostituting the people of God. He said, so, so look, I got to tell you, there's some false teachers coming. How many know there was false teachers then, and there are false teachers today? Somebody telling me day they, they're gonna watch L.A. Preachers. How about, don't be watching no L.A. Preachers. I'm gonna tell you something, the enemy is after our faith. He wants to discredit. That is filth TV designed to try to bring discredit to all the people of God and to all the men of God. I don't know about any other pastor, but I know that I'm okay. I ain't skipping, I ain't dipping. I dress pretty normal. My van is barely making it, but we making it. And the church said amen. <laughs> uh, I just care about truth. Amen. That's it for me. I want to make sure you get it. You see, you see and so these, these false teachers come in and, and they twist the scriptures. How many know that our faith is under attack? They minimize Christ. Oh, Christ is just one among many ways to heaven. I mean, really, I mean, don't, are you that crazy? I mean, really? Uh, you're being insensitive to say that Jesus is the only way. I mean, no, that's a manipulative spirit? Spirit of Satan that will say Jesus is not the only way. Jesus said this, Jesus said very clearly, he says, uh, uh, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Narrow is the way that leads to life. And ain't gonna be a whole lot of people wanting to do that. Jesus said very, very poignantly, John 14, six, I believe, look it up. I am the way, the truth, and the life. You don't get to God except through me. All roads lead to heaven. The devil is a liar. Here's another one they're saying today. That the Bible is not all true. How many of you have heard that one? Oh, some parts of the Bible. Let me tell you something. You need to settle it in your spirit. If you got a problem with the book, you need to get that right. Because how many know that God is a holy God? And God knows what we need. And and how many know that they're going to attack the, they've been trying to attack the Bible for thousands of years. And you know what's still standing? Jesus said heaven and earth will will pass away. But he says, my word going to stand forever. When it's all said and done, everything that God spoke right here in this book going to (laughs) happen. And you know what? Everybody going to bow the knee. I know you got some friends that say, I ain't ain't listening to Jesus. I don't want none of Jesus. But they're going to bow. And you need to think of that in the back of your mind. While you're being rebellious, one day you're going to bow. I ain't gonna bow, oh yes you will. Because the scripture says every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that he is the Lord. I don't know about you, but I love confessing that. I mean, because that's my, that's my Lord. But every tongue is gonna confess. Every knee got to bow to our king. And the government, the scripture says, will be upon his shoulders. There ain't gonna be no Democrats. Ain't gonna be no Republicans. Ain't even gonna be no independents. The government will be upon his shoulder. In other words, it's a theocracy. He gonna run it all. And and, you know, in in, in technique, he's running it all now. The Bible says all things are held together by the word of his power. Everything living, moving, and breathing is because God says it's okay for you to do it. And when God get ready to pull the plug, the plug is pulled, the game is over, shut it down. How many know we serve an awesome God? And you need to brag about your God sometimes. Your God is awesome. There's none greater than the king of kings and the Lord. He's a bad God. You know, bad, like bad, good, bad, bad God. You got me? <sighs> uh, hallelujah. See, the enemy is not satisfied with attacking you from the outside. You know, we got some military folks in here, and, and they would tell you. How many of you remember the Fort Hood shooting? The worst kind of enemy is the enemy that is what? Within. How many know when Judas deceived Jesus, where did he deceive him from? Now, Jesus knew what he was doing. (laughs) How many know that Satan always tried to attack where? From within. See, if you don't understand that, you'll be a puppet. Jesus said, Peter, Peter. Satan want to sift you like we. He just want you to be dangling like this. He want just, to just get you all confused. But I pray for you. He didn't say, Peter, I'm going to get you all. He said, Peter, I pray for you. Do you understand it? You will see it. You gain some strength and you know how to handle it. And how we go back and handle that is through the word. Satan comes to church. He dresses up really, really nice. And how do know that he sends people into the house of God to bring about confusion? And the people of God ought to know better. He's a deceiver. So, so these false teachers, these false apostles, they come into the house. They come in a very sneaky way. They come behind the scenes. And they try to deceive, bring in doctrines that are not even inspired by God. How many know, how many know people got their own doctrines today? <laughs> As a matter of fact, go ahead and turn to, while you're thinking about it, turn to 2 Peter chapter number, I'm sorry, 2 Thessalonians. Chapter number four. I knew y'all, I heard y'all saying, Pastor, turn to Second Thessalonians. So I heard you, so I'm turning there. No, turn to 2 Timothy. I'm sorry. See the devil, the devil, you're a liar. <laughs> Hallelujah. Yeah, rebuke the devil all Rebuke him. In Jesus' name. Second Peter, chapter number four. Are you there? Say amen. Second Timothy, chapter number four. That's why I said 2 Timothy. 2nd. Timothy, 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 (laughs) 2nd Timothy. (laughs) He says here in verse number one, in 2nd Timothy chapter four, verse one, I charge you therefore before God and before the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. I love this verse. This is a verse, this is a verse. every time I see this, I get bold. If you ever get fear, if, some of y'all who struggle with fear, whenever you fear, you need to read this verse right here. Some of you that, 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 the enemy try to make you afraid to talk, to open up your mouth and talk, read this verse right here. He said in verse number two, preach the word. How <laughs> do I mean, you know in order to preach the word, you gotta know the word. Am I right about it? Okay. Be ready in season and out of season. In other words, there's going to be time when you're preaching to people, ain't going to want to hear it. Trust me, I know what I'm talking about. Some people get so mad, I don't want to hear the word. No, get the Bible. No, not right now. I'm not there. We live in a society that they don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to hear you tell them that they need to change. They need to repent of their sin. I don't want to hear that. He said, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season. In other words, when football is on and when football is off. I thought I could say something y'all can catch. (laughs) How many know this gospel is to be preached in all seasons? Whether we feel good or whether we feel bad. Whether we're happy or we're glad. Whatever the case may be, preach the word at all times. Preach it in season and out of season. In other words, stick with the word. You can't ever go wrong with the word. How many of you know the word is your safe place? The word is your safe heaven. The word, the word, the word. You can never go wrong with the word. Don't let the devil keep you out of the word. Get the word. You want direction? Get what the word says. And you will stay free. He said, Now watch this. He said, Now preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and teaching. So you got to rebuke sometimes. He said, "With all patience." How many know you got to be patient with people? Because we all—how many know God this is working in all of us? Amen. Amen. So we got to be patient with one another. That's why the Bible says we got to be patient with each other. We're all coming along. He said, "We're all long-suffering and teaching." Watch this. Look at verse three. Here it is, right here. Here's the punchline: For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Are y'all hearing this? How many know they're not enduring sound doctrine? They don't want to hear it. Sound doctrine is simply the truth. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires. How many know that you got some fleshly desires? Some of y'all act like y'all know what I'm talking about. You know that you have natural instincts, and your natural instincts most of the time is always wanna do what God, do opposite of what God says. Your natural instincts, your natural instincts. Watch this, he says, for the time will come when they will not endure a sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, their own desires. In other words, what I want, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers and they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. In other words, you know what? If you don't preach what I want you to preach then I'll go find me a pastor that will preach exactly what I want. If you don't want to marry me, I'll go find me somebody to marry me. If, if, you, don't, if, if, you, know, if you don't want to, to preach, feel good, and just entertain me and tell me how wonderful I am, I'll find me a pastor. I'll find me somebody. I mean, no, you can always find somebody to give you what you want. Amen. But do you want the truth? Because if you don't get the truth, you still ain't going to be free. I, 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 what I, here's what I know about Foundation Church. We ain't all that great in entertainment. We ain't all that emotionally driven. No, we're not. But one thing I do know about Foundation Church, we preach the word. Amen. We preach the word here. If you want word, I'll challenge that there's a lot of good churches. And they all got their mark, and God's doing a great work in them. But let me tell you something. One thing, when you walk into these doors, you, you can complain about a lot of stuff. But one thing you cannot complain about, when I come to that church, they preach the word. Amen. They preach the word. <laughs> he says that they got itching ears. The time will come when they ain't going to want to hear it. They're going to they're gonna look for teachers, and they're going to formulate their own churches. They got organizations right now that call themselves churches. They ain't even, they ain't even using the Bible. They're calling themselves churches. Ain't that, ain't, I mean, this is what we're dealing with. I'll get what I want one way or another. We live in a society today that is insatiable. Just want their flesh fulfilled. But how many know that we are those that will stick with the word through thick and thin? Do you hear me? If everybody else go their way, listen, one thing, here's why I decided, I decided this actually when I first got saved. I said, God, no matter what, I said, uh, if everybody else decided to go one way, I've decided I'm just going to go the way of truth. I'm just, uh, God, I'm committed. I'm committed to this thing. And I'm not going to compromise the truth. I love you a lot. But let me tell you something. Don't ever come and ask me to do anything that's going to go against the word of God because I'm going to tell you no. You should tell me no. Right? Because this is our authority right here. Lastly, look at Ephesians chapter 4. We're closing. Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 through 15. Ephesians 4, I don't think I gave him that verse, but it was the one that I came up with. The Holy Spirit gave to me. and He wanted me to close this sermon with this verse. First starting in verse number 11, he gave some apostles and some prophets, some evangelists and some pastors and some teachers for the equipping. Everybody say equipping. Equipping, equipping of the saints for what? Come on. Some of you are already there. I know you're reading your Bibles. I, for, the the for the work of what? The so what are y'all supposed to be doing? <laughs> oh, God, I'm, I'm preaching better than you let know. Oh. <laughs> you know, you're supposed to be doing ministry. Amen. Pastor ain't supposed to be doing all the ministry. Amen. Pastor ain't supposed to be sitting up. I could. I could sit up all the chair, I could do all this, but I ain't supposed to be doing that. you supposed to be helping with doing that for the work of ministry. Listen, that, that that listen, our job as a whole is to get equipped so that we can step out and defend our faith and know what we're talking about. If you go to this church, let me tell you something right now. If you go to this church and you follow through with the things that we ask you to follow through with, you will learn. We've had some great testimonies, people that come about this church, man, their lives been transformed. Not because of me, because of him. Amen. I just try to stay with this. I'm no miracle worker, I'm just like you, I'm a servant. I'm a servant. Amen. And all I know to do is keep you in the word. If you wanna grow, come to Winston study, amen? amen? I challenge you this morning. He says, for the equipment of the saints, for the work of me, the edifying of the body of Christ, till we all come into the unity, everybody say unity, Unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, to the to a perfect man. That word perfect means mature, to the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. We measure maturity by our obedience to the word. Right? That's how we measure maturity. That we should no longer be children, watch this. Tossed to and what? Fro and carried about with every wind of how do- I many know they're out there. Every wind- there are all kinds of doctrines out there today. Now, here's the point of all of this this morning. Next week, I believe, we'll start our holiday series. But here's, here's, here's what I want you to think about. Some of you, if you're honest with yourself, you have been somewhat complacent about your study of the Bible, your pursuit of this word. Whole month of November, we're going to be studying. We're going to be talking about cults so that you can know how to defend your faith. Because you know why? Because these cults are out there sharing th- stuff and sharing information that contradicts what the Bible says. How are you going to know? How are you going to know when somebody walk and knock on your door whether or not they are representing what you believe they should be representing? Because if they ain't, how many of you have Jehovah's Witnesses come knocking at your door? Yeah. How many of you have Mormons come knocking at your door? Yeah. They are zealous about sharing their stuff. And some of you don't even realize, oh, there's a difference between Mormon and Christian. Oh, yes, there is. It's a big difference. Here's what I want you to do. I want to challenge you for the whole month of November, so from 7 to 8:30, to come here and study. Because this is going to be informative. It's going to be informative. You're going to get equipped. If you want to learn, you're going to love this. You're gonna love this. I want you to come out every one, one day a week, every Wednesday, bring your pencil and your paper. I want you to go to the table out there. We have a couple of people out there. I believe my wife and Chris will be out there, but I want you to go out there and I want you to sign up. Sign up for Christianity, cults, and religion. And I, if you need a book, buy your book. Now, we don't necessarily need the book for the study, But what the book does is it's going to be a a resource guide for you to keep so you can always go back and refer to it. And why are we doing this? So you can be prepared and you know what you're talking about. Trust me, when you get this information, you'll stand firmer, you'll stand taller because you'll be shocked. Some of you are going to be shocked like, I had no idea. And you're going to realize how deceptive Satan is. We want to educate you, amen? I'm not interested in entertaining you. I'm interested in equipping you. I'm going to give you what you need so that you can step into this thing and know what you're talking about. And we're going to grow this church with people that know the word. Every head is bowed, every eye is closed. While the music is playing, nobody's looking around, nobody's moving, please. The Holy Spirit is speaking. Holy Spirit, speak right now. If you're sitting here this morning, As I said earlier, that Jesus is coming back. He could come back today. He could come back at any second. Satan has been working overtime to keep people in darkness so that they would not get a hold of this precious faith. If you're here this morning, and you say, Pastor, I'm not saved. I am not saying, and in fact, pastor, I've been playing the game, I know some church, I've been to church probably all of my life, but I've never given my heart to Jesus. Jesus died that you might have life. It's not God's will that anybody spend eternity in hell. It's not God's desire. God loves his creation. Hell was was created for the devil and his angels. Hell was not created for people. God loves people. God doesn't send anybody to hell. People reject Jesus and they send themselves. God sent Jesus as the ticket. He sent Jesus as the security. He sent Jesus to pay your sin debt. You're sitting here today and you know you sinned against God. You violated God's laws over and over again. But God sent Jesus today to forgive you of every sin that you ever committed, past, present, and future. If you believe in Jesus today and receive him as your Savior, not just a head knowledge, but a giving of your heart to Jesus, if you do that today, Jesus will save you. Jesus will save you. Is there one that will say, Pastor, I don't know what will happen to me. If I die today, I, I don't know. I don't know what will happen to me. But if the Holy Spirit is speaking to you today to give your heart to him, please don't leave her. That, that, that's love talking to you. That's love, that's grace, that's mercy coming to you. Is there one who will say, Pastor Bailey, I, I, I want to give my life to Jesus. Just slip your hand up, is there one? I want to give my life to Jesus. I want to give my life to Jesus. Is there one? Is there one? Don't be afraid. The Holy Spirit is speaking. He's, he's given life today, and it's free. The sin debt has been already paid. It's been paid. Is there one? Say, Pastor, I, I haven't given my life to Jesus. I'm ready today. I'm ready to take that step. If you want to take that step, we'll help you. We'll get you on the right path. We'll give you all the information that you need in order to take that step. Is there one? Maybe someone is here this morning i you just going to be led by the Spirit this morning. Maybe somebody is here this morning and you're struggling with some issue, some problem, a relational problem, a marriage problem, some issue, financial problem. Or maybe you're just confused and you need God to help you this morning. I want to invite you to come up to the altar. Coming up to the altar. Is your way of letting God know that you're serious and that you need help? If you want to come to the altar this morning, this this morning for prayer, just come on up to the altar and we'll pray with you. Is, Is there one? Is there one? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Just need help from God. You just need help. Is there anyone else? I just need I just something's on your heart something's on your mind maybe it's some. maybe you've been maybe you've been you're a christian but you've just been in sin and you have been just violating god and you have been walking with god you've been you've been just walking in sin and disobedience and you're refusing to listen to the spirit of god but now in the spirit of god it has convicted you and you just want to come and get it right is there one i just need to come and get it right we just want to pray we just want to pray god loves humility he says, humble yourselves under the hand of God. He says, humble yourself, hallelujah. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God that you're gonna get some grace this morning. See, the Holy Spirit is here to help you this morning. God is here to help us. God is here to show love to us. God is here to bring us closer to him. He loves you this morning. I just wanna give this one more altar call. Anybody else, you just need God to help you for something. Something's going on. I just want to give you an opportunity to come. I'll give you an opportunity to come. Right. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You want to get some things right? Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. hallelujah. The saints are praying. The saints are praying. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anyone else? Come on, come on up. Come on up. Don't be ashamed. The devil is a liar. He ain't getting no victory in here today. He ain't getting no victory today. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 Now, each one of you have come up here this morning because the Holy Spirit has touched your hearts. Now, here's what I want you to hear. Before I pray, i want to pray for you. I don't know what all of your issues are, what all of your problems are, but here's what I do know is that God is real, amen? And when you take a step of faith to come to his altar and say, God, help me, you're going to get help today because you decided to take a step of faith and say, Lord, help me. And the Bible says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and he will exalt you. He will lift you up. God is a God of mercy and grace today. And he is glad that you come up here today. He is glad. And here's the thing, when the Holy Spirit Heals you when he when, when 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 he speaks to your heart when he gives you your desire Here's what you do when he speaks. You just need to follow Do what he tells you to do Because here's his what the Holy Spirit is saying your deliverance is in your obedience Do you hear me? Your deliverance is in your obedience Your deliverance is in your obedience Let's pray father Let's lift your hands up you who are at the altar the hand is you you're, this is what this shows is you just surrender to the Spirit of God this, morning. this Father in the name of Jesus Lord I thank you Lord God in the name of Jesus for each and every one of these men and women up here today God you know what they're going through in the name of Jesus Lord Father You know what is in every heart Father God, you know the struggle Father, you know the pain in the name of Jesus. Father God, you know the sin, Father God. You know, Father God, the uh, confusion, God. Father, in the name of Jesus, you know, Father God, how the enemy is working. Father God, to wreak havoc in the lives of your people. Father God, you see the problems. You see the relational problems. You see the sin problems. You see the anger, Lord. You see the you see the manipulation, Lord God. You see the frustration, Lord God. You see the fa- financial hardship. You see it all this morning, God. And so this morning, God, I pray, God, I pray as pastor of this house that God that you would you would touch every person in the name of Jesus Lord God in the name of Jesus Lord that you would grant them their request father God I pray that you would heal them where they need to be healed father I pray that you would set them free where they need to be made free this morning I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you would come through for these folks Lord let them know that you are the God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob let them know this morning God that there's no power Greater than you father God make a way out of no way father make the crooked places straight today make the rough places a plain. God, give waters, Father, in dry places, Lord. Some of these folks are just dry in the name of Jesus, Lord. I pray that you would just water them today. Water them in the name of Jesus, Lord. Water them, Lord, with their presence. Water them with their power. Water them, Lord God, in the name of Jesus, Lord. Touch them today, God. Set the captives free today. Let them know, God, that there's no power greater than your power. Now, I want you to repeat after me, you who got your hands up. Lord Jesus, I thank you for hearing my prayer. I thank you for your deliverance. Lord God, I receive your deliverance. I receive a breakthrough. I receive my help. I confess my sin, my anger, my frustration. Lord Jesus, touch me, heal me, fix what is broken. my life I'm turning to you you are my Savior you are my Lord I'm walking in victory I'm walking in freedom you are my hope I receive it today I am free I am free I am free the problem is fixed in Jesus name come on give God a praise for amen How do y'all feel this morning? You feel good? Remember this feeling. Remember this feeling. And remember what got you here to the altar, amen? Remember what got you here and flow with him. Walk with him. Amen, amen. So look, let's get back to these seats and if, if I can have you stand up. If anybody else need any special prayer after service, I want you to come up and we'll pray for you some more. Amen, 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 amen. We went a little long today. Uh, we went a little long today. So we're not going to do communion today. So we're going we're to pick it up next Sunday. Amen. Because we had a lot of special gifts. A lot of special stuff we had to do today. But isn't God good? Did God meet you today? Come on.